0: Welcome to Living Well. I'm your host, Greg Horn, and I'm here to help you live a better life by sharing leading research, insights, and big ideas in the fields of science and practice that matter most to living well. We respect your time and strive to cultivate your interest in all facets of living well, so each segment will be swift, short, worthwhile, informative, free, and truthful. Today's topic, part of our Nutrition Bite series, is how to get healthy protein and fiber with every meal and why it's important. Healthy diets include some protein at every meal. In addition to meat dishes, many cuisines pair staple grains and legumes for their protein source. Typically, neither source contains all the essential amino acids or protein building blocks on their own, but when combined, they do. This is why you constantly see beans and grains combined in traditional cuisines from around the world. Red beans and rice, corn and pinto beans, rice and soy, wheat, and lentils. These grain and legume combinations create complete proteins without any meat. Eating protein slows the absorption of sugars and starches which reduce blood sugar fluctuations that encourage binge eating. Protein also requires more energy to process than either carbohydrates or fats and it provides the building blocks for cell regeneration. A dieting myth says you should separate carbohydrate meals from protein meals, but there's no strong scientific evidence that this is beneficial. It's better to eat a balanced diet and to include some protein at every meal. Meat is a very easy way to get protein. If you favor meats that are pasture-raised, you won't have to trim much of the fat away. They'll be naturally leaner, and the fats will tend to have a healthier lipid profile due to the animal's natural diet. Cheese and dairy are also good sources in moderation. A glass of milk has about eight grams of protein, so a great way to turn an all-carb snack into something more complete is to add a glass of milk, either cow's milk or one of the many milk alternatives. Almond milk is my favorite. Seafood also makes great protein options. When eating seafood, however, it's best to eat low on the food chain to avoid accumulated mercury. Large predatory fish like tuna and swordfish Accumulate all the mercury from the fish they eat and pass the highly toxic metal on to us when we eat them. Smaller fish like anchovies, sardines, and even wild salmon carry less toxic mercury. Shellfish can also be a great and delicious protein source with low mercury levels. Shrimp, oysters, clams, and mussels are among the lowest in methylmercury content. Eggs are also a remarkable protein source. Egg yolks are packed with vitamins and hard-to-get nutrients like biotin. Two eggs have 15 grams of complete protein, which means all the essential amino acids, in a form that's very easy for your body to use. Plants can be another great protein source, and the myth that vegetarians can't get enough protein has been debunked long ago. Nuts, chickpeas, and even beans and legumes are rich in protein. As long as you're eating a protein-rich diet, you'll easily reach the dietary goal of 50 grams of protein per day. For example, a cup of milk and a slice of a whole wheat toast has more than 10 grams of protein. So does two eggs or a serving of yogurt. Even a small serving of meat or seafood will give you ample protein. Fiber slows down initial digestion and prevents blood sugar spikes. It also keeps food moving through our digestive system so that our processed food doesn't hang around in our bodies as long. This is one of the reasons why high dietary fiber intake is associated with the reduced risk of colorectal cancers. It literally pushes things out of our guts faster so that harmful substances don't form or stick around long enough to do damage. Fiber also lowers our blood cholesterol levels and feeds our beneficial flora that keeps us healthy. Fiber also makes you feel full, so smaller meals feel satisfying and you can reduce the high caloric intake that Americans have come to accept as normal. The healthiest diets seem to incorporate high levels of dietary fiber from vegetables, legumes, and grains. The American Dietetic Association recommends 20 to 35 grams per day, and the average American gets about 12 to 15 grams a day, about half. I recommend at least 30 grams of fiber a day for everyone. Fiber is the key to digestive happiness. One of my favorite sources of fiber is chia seeds, which have about 11 grams of fiber per ounce, along with omega-3 fatty acids, protein, and antioxidants. I mix a couple of tablespoons with yogurt, goat yogurt, for my first meal of the day, and I have more than a third of my fiber requirement covered for the day. While I'm not a big fan of monitoring and tracking calories, fats, and sugars, fiber intake is a good measurement to track, at least for the first three or four weeks. Fiber is shown clearly on every single food label. By adding up your total fiber each day, you'll get a sense for what adequate fiber intake looks like and feels like. Most people are poor judges of how much fiber they're eating, so writing it down for a few days is a good way to get started building your awareness. Eating protein and fiber with each meal is an almost magical combination for health. It gives your body and your gut microbiome what they need, makes you feel full and satisfied without excess calories, reduces blood sugar spikes, and enhances digestion. And that's how you eat well. As always, send your questions and comments to us at infoliving wellcom and we'll answer them on a future show. You can also join us on Facebook at Greg Horn Living and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen.